This is uh, October 3rd, 2021, the Father's Church in Dallas, the Wisdom Seekers class. This is Monica McNatt. Um, the message I have today, the Lord has kept speaking to me about gratitude. Um, gratitude wasn't in, I couldn't find it, so I had to like, search scriptures that would uh, reflect that. And so I... I pulled up several scriptures in, <clears throat> excuse me, I put them, <coughs> excuse me, together on this page for us to review. Um, you know, as the Lord has walked us through this journey that we've been on, um, there's been hard times, there's been good times, there's been uh, many miracles that have taken place, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I kept seeking the Lord you know for weeks and weeks about what he wanted me to speak on and um, for some reason I I I can never really <clears throat> narrow down exactly what I'm supposed to speak on until almost the last minute and I'm you know I'm asking the Lord why do you suddenly give me several weeks in advance to you know give me time to but he doesn't do that I just I, I wrestle and I pray and I ask and I'm listening but it for some reason that's not how he does me so um, in this refinement um, I know he's speaking to me uh, to be still to be patient to wait um, and the word I kept hearing toward the end was just gratitude and um, I know we all have so much to be grateful to the Father for in this walk, in this journey that we have gone through. So I just went through and put down some scriptures, and I just ask any of you in the room that if you have anything to interject that the Lord speaks to you about or you want to share, please feel free to the floor is opened. Okay, the first scripture I put here was Psalms 50:23. Whosoever offereth praise glorify me, and to him that ordereth his conversation rightly will I show the salvation of God. Uh, Psalms 101, 1-5, through 5, the psalm and praise. Uh, psalms is my favorite book of the Bible. I I love it. It's uh, some people read it and think, you know, what was wrong with David? Was he just a pragmatic, depressive? Did he just have all these highs and lows? But I think it's just a true depiction of our walk with God and how he takes us through seasons and we ask questions and we doubt and we call unto God and we, you know, we have to surrender for him to uh, work that work in us and then you know when he brings whatever it is we're going through through the process and he brings a resolve or an answer or directive even if it's not what we want you know we were grateful to the Lord because you know he's always faithful always faithful uh, Psalms 1 hundred one through five make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye land a praise a psalm of praise 
Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that maketh, hath maketh us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercies endure, endureth, and his truth endureth to all generations. Um, you know, when I read that, I think of my heritage, I think of um, my family line. Uh, my grandmother, who I did not know, uh, was a powerful woman and she prayed for her family she prayed for her children and her grandchildren and great-grandchildren and just the things that I hear from relatives she was a hard Dutch woman but she was a woman of faith and she uh, she sought God for her family and you know no matter what road her children took you know, we cannot outrun those prayers that have been prayed for us over our lives, over our generation. You know, as we are praying for the nations and we're praying for our children and our grandchildren and all the generations to come before the Lord returns. You know, our children can make whatever path they make and we can make whatever path we want to make but we cannot outrun those prayers because I know that my family is serving God my siblings my my children my nieces and nephews whatever journey valley, valley mountain that they have been on God's word is faithful and he has restored he has brought into alignment he set them on fire for him and um, you know it's just I, I give praise to the Lord because in the darkest of days when I had no faith to even utter a word about situations all I could do is pray God showed up and he has been faithful and he will be faithful and he will be faithful to all of the prayers and all the things that he's called us to do in our saintly walk in our walk for the nations and the grounds we've tilled and the places we've been and the hearts we've cried out for and the lands we have laid down in and interceded for God is going to bring it to pass God is not our, our prayers are not going to be in vain. I think about being in West Virginia. Wow. How the earth cries out. I have never experienced anything in any place I've ever traveled like I did in West Virginia. And it is magnificent. And as we partner with the Lord on behalf of the restoration of the earth and, his, and the people... You know, God God hears, and he holds it to account, and he's faithful. Psalms 107.1 Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. 
Psalms 118.24 This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, you th- and we've, we've said this before. We were born for such a time as this. And we are to do what God has called us to do in this season that he's called us to be in. And it is a privilege. Okay. It, it's a privilege. I mean, you, you think about, um, you know, the enemy just, he wants us to think that what we're doing, it doesn't matter and wear us out. And, you know, the, the scripture says the enemy's going to try to wear out the saints to where we think, you know, I go to pray, but what happens? What happens? We're not, you know, things bombastic aren't happening all over the sanctuary and, you know, all, all of these things. But God is still moving. He's still showing revelation. He's still partnering with us he comes to meet with us when we lay before the lord and uh, he's a liar (laughs) and god has us here for a purpose you can say something can be of ourselves or our opinion or our political or our thought or just you're wrong you know and that doesn't go anywhere encountering a lot of that on my job now because <clears throat> as the company started growing our leader was very careful 
who he hired, <clears throat> and uh, now he's in panic mode, and he's hiring anybody, and the atmosphere is changing, and we are getting some horrible reviews out there, and you know it's it's just what what you let in the door will change, you know, and. You know, there's been seasons a few of us have just come in early and just prayed over the office because it's just, there's a change that's coming and it's not good. And just praying for our leader that that he doesn't react in fear. Because at one point he said, I'm about to lose my business. You know, but yet he's like, okay, well, I if I'm to lose my business, it's God's anyway, and it's okay. I'll take my hands off. But then fear came, you know, and so having to encounter a lot of people that I work with now that are not believers and are of other, you know, different faiths that you know really are not active, um, it's become it's become a challenge, and to where you just have to be. You have to listen and just, you know, hear between the lines and then try to gently guide it back and just, you know, ask God to be in that. So I'm right, I agree with you 100%, Les. I like that, uh, those comments too, because the, uh, to show the salvation of God in, in, in conversations I've had with people who aren't, well, even Christians, but mostly non-Christians. Um, what I've noticed is that there's a great deal to talk about the problems of the neighborhood, the world, the, you name it, the problems. And people don't have as much time as they used to have, and so there's conversation about the problems, conversation's over, and you go on to do your next task or whatever you're doing next. Um, that second part, that B, means to me that, it, that we need to turn the conversation in such a way that it shows the salvation of God. And that, like what you're doing uh, in the business, and like what we should all be doing when we have conversations among ourselves, to be careful when we are, it's not wrong to talk about the problems. But when we talk about the problems, we need to show the salvation of God after we've talked about the problem. Yeah. And so a lot of times we miss that part B. That's true. And uh, we need to be more careful because of the number of problems, the number of things going wrong, the number of mistakes from uh, above us in government and so on. Uh, and... and uh, we could all go on with with that conversation right into treason. But what we uh, what we need to do is to stop short of some of that and talk about the salvation of God. That's true. And uh, not just being positive, but being righteous yeah. and purposeful. And thank you, Debbie. Well, it, interestingly, since we work together yes. <laughs> a few hours a week, um, what really came
also may be listening ears nearby mm -hmm. that um, <coughs> would be impacted by the words that you say and the way that you bring forth, just like Dennis said, always bringing it to the background um, purpose and, and those things. So it's, it's just a reminder that um, conversation, no matter who it's with, it, you don't know also where that's going. And plus you don't know where that's going, you know, in the spirit too, where these words are being spoken and going out. So it's a reminder to be mindful. I thought she, you were one of the ones she was talking about that he just hired anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the troublemakers. <laughs> well, I can say there's a few people that probably think that. Kind of, oops, well, well, she sits with the owner's daughter in her <laughs> office. <laughs> it's uh, she's a sweet, sweet. Girl. And I try to have purposeful conversation with this young lady. Yes, twenty-two, yeah. owner's daughter, and I am mindful of that. Because she will listen. I mean, sometimes she will say things that will lead us into really deeper conversation. Now, she may not necessarily respond to it, but I do feel like that. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes when she's left early, I will say this too, you know, this is getting off topic a little bit, but I've done the same thing where, you know, when I've closed the door, she's left early or something, and it's my opportunity to really pray yeah. over the place that I'm in and where I sit and, you know, the people that can come to me. Right. And so I, I you know, run a mission field. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure if I read this or not. Psalms 118.24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 36, 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's huge right there. That's, that's, that, that could be just a sermon in itself, but I'm not as magnificent in sermons as pastors. So <laughs> but that is a... Uh, that's a that's that's the whole thing. Where your heart is, there your tre treasure is also. Okay, uh, Luke seventeen eleven through nineteen. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst. Um, and as he entered into a certain village, there he met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go ye yourselves unto the priest. And, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You know, that's, that's like us in our journey. Whatever it is that we're going through, as long as we're going through it, God brings the resolve. He doesn't want us to be stuck in it. And we can get stuck in it and just dwell on it, meditate on it, you know, wallow, wallow in it. But if we continually go before him and we're obedient and we go through 
he shows the resolve. And here, as they went, they were obedient and they were cleansed. Yeah, that shows remarkable faith. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice he glorified God. And he fell down at his feet giving him thanks and he was and, and he was a samaritan and jesus answered answering said where the, where are the where, there were 10 to be cleansed where are the other 9 they are not found that they found that to return to give glory to god save this one stranger who is a samaritan and he said unto him, Arise and go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Acts 24, 3. We accept it always, and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thanksgiving. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. I actually was given a plaque after I got saved, and I shared it with a co-worker who I didn't know was a Christian, but I knew she was by her demeanor. And as soon as I accepted the Lord and my eyes were opened, she's the first person I went and told. And she came back and gave me a little plaque that I still have to this day. And I just, every time I see it, I remember her. And that her light, her light literally lit a room when this woman walked in. And my spirit recognized it even when I was lost. I've never forgotten her. Never forgotten her. She was just the sweetest, kindest, gentlest. Just like all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there were times when... You know, at, before I knew the Lord, I, was, I wasn't making right choices, and she'd come up, and she'd have a sweet little conversation with me. How you doing, honey? You know, she was a grandma, and I was in my 20s. How you doing, honey? You doing I'm going to okay? be that sweet whenever I get to be a grandma. Yeah, are you? Good luck with that. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, I mean, literally, this woman, you know, she had an impact on me, just like a girl I knew in the sixth grade. She walked with the Lord, and I met her when I was an adult, and I just had two children at that time. I saw her at a restaurant, and I just I saw her, and I went up to her. She was married with her family there, and her husband's a pastor, and and I just went up, and I just hugged her, and I was able to just tell her, and my in sixth grade the impact she had on my life when I didn't even know the Lord and but I knew it you know my eyes were open and I was able to share with her husband what an amazing young lady she was in the sixth grade and the example that she was and I just I just thank God because it's like those milestones where he's shown me in your darkest time I was there and then he brings it to, you know, to the current. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you had this path already drawn out. And it was just a privilege to...
be able to see her again and tell her husband, you know, and uh, and to be able to just thank her, you know, thank her. Just like a lady that we I knew back in San Antonio when we did Light the Nations and we all went down and we were part of the prayer teams and all that. Here, out of the thousands and thousands of people that were there, I spotted her in the crowd. She was a blind lady, and she had her C&I dog, but she was an intercessor and a warrior, and she I'd known her while I was raising my children, and she had just been that a rock in my life, and I was able to see her again and call out to her, and when she heard my name, she knew, and I hugged her, and I just... He was able to share the goodness of God and all the things that he was doing. And she said, I can hear it in your voice, Monica. And she said, I came from San Antonio because I wanted to be part of this. And I said, I'm in a great church, and we're here praying for people. And I was just able to just testify. And I just was able to thank her for her heart, you know, and that steadfastness when, as a young mother, I didn't have the answers and she would, would, she would speak into my life, you know, and she would drop those little nuggets, and, you know, and it was just amazing. So all that the Lord's bringing today, I didn't have this in my head to say. <laughs> He's good. Okay, uh, let's see. 1 Corinthians 15.10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but I labored more abundantly than they all yet not I but the grace of God which was in with which was with me Ephesians 1 16 cease not to give thanks for for you making mention of you in my prayers these are all just scriptures on you know being grateful gratitude Ephesians 5 20 uh, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To it which also ye are called in one body, and ye be thankful. Does anybody have anything to put in conversation? Colossians 3, uh, 15 through 20. Uh, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. That let blesses the, me as good as the first book, Timely. It, it's, uh, we're not just called individually, but we're called as a body. And uh, we need each other. Amen. We're not uh, we're not supposed to do this alone. That's right. So, just like we're members, our body has members, That's right. uh, arms and legs and so on. Our body of in the Lord, each has its members that have their own functions, and. Uh, when we uh, when we work together, then we become, you know, one plus one equals five. Right. That's true. 
Very true. Okay, let let the uh, word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonition. <clears throat> one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your heart to the lord and whatsoever ye do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god and to the father by him wives submit yourself unto your husbands as it is fit in the lord husbands love your wives and be uh, not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. <clears throat> Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks unto God and the Father uh, and the Father by him. Thessalonians 5:18 In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hebrews 12:28 Wherefore we received a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. James 1:17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. With him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Monica, that uh, second to the last passage of Hebrews 12, mm -hmm. where it says, uh, so we've received a kingdom that, that cannot be moved. We have grace, and, uh, and you serve God acceptably with reverence and fear. That That's such a statement for where we are in the world today, especially as saints, because uh, a lot of people are questioning the immovability of the kingdom. They're questioning where God has established things from his word to what we've known in him to what has been established in study. And that can't be moved. I mean, it's it, it, when God does something, and I'm not talking about traditions, because sometimes people use their traditions to cut off anything further that God wants to do. True. But what we know God has done, you then have to have grace. You have to move forward from that. You, you can't you can't move forward disregarding that. But you move forward from that. And and I notice I notice as I've been studying a lot about the various types of perversions that the enemy is bringing against what what our ministry, what our mission is in the world. Right. That that's those two things are the first two things that are jettisoned. Right. They think that you know you can deconstruct everything you have. That's the big term. You can 
tear down everything that was good. You see it in, I'm not gonna go too far with this, but you see it in a number of places, including government. Mm -hmm. We don't need the Constitution. We don't need these things. We don't, you know, it was done by so-and-so redneck Bob. Right. And, you know, so we gotta get rid of that. And, and as soon as you start, that's the heart of communism. You start destroying the foundation. And this is why God speaks so much in the word about the foundation, who he is, what his plan is from the foundation of the world. Right. And, you know, you have to then, from that, move forward in grace. You can't abandon that and do something else. I've noticed that so many people who have fallen into heresy that we've known mm -hmm. um, have abandoned the things that God has established and jumped off into other things. And once you jump off, it's it's kind of like what else is said in Hebrews. Um, if if you do that, it's it's going to be impossible for you to get back. I mean, if you if you know the powers of the world to come, if you've tasted the heavenly gift, if you're doing all these things, and and you abandon those things, it's kind of like turning. Don't look back, pillar of salt. Right. You, you put your hand to the plow. Look back. God has no pleasure in that. And and I think to to reel it back into what your message from the Lord is today, we have to be grateful for what God has given mm -hmm. and cherish it and and not just not just have that as something we say when we first receive it, but to recognize how glorious it is right. and not abandon it. Right. Because there's so many wins out there. There's so many fun things. I've seen so many fun things come and go in the past 50 years mm -hmm. in churches, even in this town. As we've, we've been here, I've seen this monstrosity rise. And right. it, you don't even see the facility now. This thing rise, oh, it's the greatest thing, bumper stickers, everything. We, you know, when we go to Europe, we see, oh, we're going to run over to this ministry. We're going to run to this ministry. We're going to see this, every one of them, just boom, boom, boom. And then it, it goes away. It's almost like a carnival act. <laughs> yeah. Because the next guy comes, and he's doing the same things, and there's a bunch of, a bunch of uh, yokels that will follow after it. And so we have to realize, with reverence and fear and gratefulness, that God has welcomed us into this dimension of the kingdom that cannot be moved. And I guess you could add, and I'm not adding to the scripture, but in your viewpoint, it must not be moved in your thinking. Right. And then you have, you have grace. Let us have grace. Let's move forward from this because it's kind of like an architecture. If you start building and you get away from the foundation, and you add on this, and you add on pretty soon, that thing's going to fall over. Right. And you're going to be in big trouble, um, not only from the loss of life, but finance and liability. Right. I mean, you have to stay on how firm a foundation. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the place from which you move in grace. Right. And if you, what's the, what's the opponent of grace? Bitterness. You're not grateful. You're finding fault. Right. You're offended. You get your nose out of joint. Right. You you and then you've abandoned that base and what brought you to where you
where you are and you're not moving in grace anymore. You may think you are. It's like that it's like that country song that was out recently with that Jeff Bridges view. Sometimes falling feels like flying for a little while. And you know, sometimes bitterness feels like grace yeah. only for a little while and you you are you're messed up. So um, I think that that element of um, that, that and you think about it where where do we see grace being perverted everybody's got a bitterness yeah. everybody's got and if, if anything you say they hone in right. oh look what you did you said that you meant this it's bitterness and, and any kind of nuance goes away from grace and into bitterness and it destroys if it could, the base of the kingdom which cannot be moved. So I, I I believe the Lord, you know, you can tell there's an anointing um, that is emanating from you in this, and I, I appreciate that, and I, we receive that. But to what end is this um, gratitude and, and gratefulness? How do we need to sew that into the structure of what we're called to do as we move forward in grace now. Uh, why is God saying this to us now? Well, how do we need to apply that into our own life? Mm -hmm. How do we need to recognize that this is being hammered in the spirit realm right. as an intercessor? And um, I, I, just, I just love that. I mean, we receive this kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. And even today, you know, we're moving into. <laughs> you hear me now? Uh, even even now, like today, we're 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 talking about moving into this next um, spiritual year mm -hmm. as forerunners. Right. And um, you know, I'm going to be speaking on the the spirit of adoption, which we've linked from the earliest days with spirit of holiness, saintliness. Mm -hmm. Why is that linked? What what is it what is about what is about the spirit of bondage and fear that that thing opposes, that, that this holy thing opposes? And and it part of the spiritual fuel we have to have is this gratitude, gratefulness, right. and not go off into bitterness. Man, it's so easy. I mean the, the weapons of the enemy in bitterness, the wormwood influence, which is moving everywhere, in, and the false prophet. We better, we, you can't, some people are more afraid of COVID. They won't stand 15 feet from you without five masks signed by Fauci, and they'll do, spraying everything down, and I understand that. We right. want to be clean. But the, but when it comes to things in the spirit, man, they'll breathe in any hunk of bitterness they can find. Right. And and godly people, the enemy will sidle in like we've talked from the word over and over again in years. It feels good to be bitter. It's kind of like scratching a mosquito bite. Right. But it ain't no good coming out of it. Yeah, you feel justified. like Scratch that it. bite, it's going to get bigger. Right. It could get infected, break open. And, you know... I don't know. I mean, I I think I know 
that there's a reason God put this in your heart, and we appreciate that. And I think we need to all baptize ourselves in gratefulness for where we've gone and in the Lord, where he's led us, what our foundation is, and hang on to it, because one one slip of bitterness, you know, it's like that Will Reagan song, and it always cracks me up because I'm going to climb this mountain with my hands wide open. How else would you climb? <laughs> you know? You're all stumpy. <laughs> or carrying 15 things in your hand. I mean, what are you willing to reach down and grab that's going to cause you to take a big tumble and then blame everybody else who, who made you bitter? You know, that's the pattern. And then you get down there and all you do is you, you hurl bitter vindictives and the wonderful thing is this gratitude with thanks, with giving of thanks. And um, I, I, I really speak blessing over what you, you've injected into us and into the network today. And I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, and I think part of, part of the reason you can do this is because you, you, enjoyed a season of great many breakthroughs and you know this isn't about you but I'm, I'm seeing that you can bring this word from the father because you've overcome in so many ways you could have been bitter so many ways you could have been singing the doleful song and I'm not saying you didn't at least hear the tune from now on. I did. <laughs> I heard it. But, but, but you, you know, you've seen the goodness of the Lord, and you, you've stood fast on what God has called you to be. And even what you've been saying is you've reflecting, been reflecting back to times where God brought somebody, and you remembered that, and you honored that. But I think. I think we as saints need to, to really inspect ourselves because where we're going, we're going quick. And I don't want to get one small thing to take us off vector and we can lose out. So, um, you know, and I'm not just talking because we have plenty of time to do it. But that's one of the factors. <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the things in my season of hearing the tune is I just had to come to the realization is um, who am I and what does God call me to be? And what is my purpose? What is my calling? What is my passion? And uh, not about me, but it's like, you know, we have opportunities where we have to lay before the Lord just and lay it all down. And none of it matters. None of it matters over him. And, you know, if none go with me, Lord, I will follow. And, you know, we all have to do that in our journey of life because things will come and things will go. And um, without him, we have nothing. And... If you want to choose something because you think that's going to fulfill, you're going to be dead and dried up, and yeah. you know. But there will be a season of blessing before that happens, and that's that's where the real deception yeah. lay. Right. Sure. Like we were saying earlier. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's very much like what Wes said. You know, Jesus Jesus compared the wisdom of people that seek after earthly wealth and building their the children of mammon, and he contrasted that, saying how wise they were and how foolish the people that should be wise in the kingdom are. Mm -hmm. And it's it has to do with what have you invested in? Right. What what good soil have you invested in? Are you gonna cash in your chips with every different wind? If you do, you're gonna have nothing. Right. I mean are you are you moving about just because this is the coolest, latest thing? Or are you holding on to that base and letting it grow and letting it mature? And but but Jesus used that as a as an illustration of what you really need to do in the kingdom. It's the kingdom that cannot be moved. That's right. That's right. That's right. Anyone else? Monica. Um, I saw a lot of gratefulness as you were in ministry during the seminar. Um, you were always very faithful to be there and to take off from work and serve. And we all like to uh, have turns, you know, with the different team leaders. I think it really stretches us. But um, I hadn't shared this with you, but uh, when you came to my team, I don't remember what day that was, um, the scripture that came to me when I heard you prophesying was out of your belly would come rivers of flowing water. And uh, you speak now uh, to people um, and you touch that crypto. And it just uh, flows out of you uh, in great abundance. And I would look at the faces of the people that we were prophesying to and they truly identified with what you were saying. And it wasn't for me, but I was identifying spiritually with what you were saying. And so I've seen, as a leader, I've seen a lot of growth in you. And uh, you've always been faithful. But uh, when I talk to you about that ministry, uh, you always speak very uh, kind. And you're always grateful that I have asked you. You always convey that to me. Thank you for the honor, for the privilege of serving team and to minister to other people. So I bless you, Monica. Um, I was very moved by your words this time um, uh, when you were on my team, and it really blessed me a lot. Okay. Well, it is a privilege. It is a privilege. Well, that is the end of my teaching, unless somebody else has a comment. Thank you for sharing. And. Uh,